this is really great because like you know i I know i'm not necessarily chatting on discord but obviously i know i know i know you're still out there you're still doing bits um and yeah i should should probably i should probably introduce you to be honest so um (laughs) welcome everyone to the game dev origins podcast um tonight uh we have a very special guest we have james ward james do you want to introduce yourself tell us where you work what you do what you what you're up to yeah, sure. Uh, I'm James. I'm a 3D artist at DR Studios, which is owned by 505 Games. Uh, we've just, in the past couple of months, released Hawk and Reborn on Steam uh, in early access. So that's my first release. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and me and Lewis went to uni together. He was the year above me, and he started the Game Dev Society, and I took it over afterwards. Yeah, mate. Yeah, we 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 we, we took the uh, the mantle of that that fucking society. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? It's harder than the society. Yeah, well, we kept on like after you left, we kept on getting hamstrung by um, the union. Like with the funding and stuff. I, like, think, I, think... <laughs> I think after the shenanigans we pulled, like they started yeah. calming down because we we were trying to get like people from abroad and stuff. And um, oh, who who was it? Who was it? We were trying to get in. Uh, Ben, what's his name? Ben Wilson. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was Ben Wilson. We we tried like uh, if Ben Wilson ever hears this, I, I'm a thousand times sorry. I know you're probably still pissed at me, but um, yeah, we we tried to get. <laughs> Ben Wilson to fly over and teach us all substance and like honestly it was going all perfect until someone someone stopped the plans in their tracks because no I don't think anyone in a society had ever tried to make someone fly over from a different country there's a lot of uh, lot of strings attached to doing that kind of thing so yeah we, we went a bit ambitious with that so yeah that's probably why they shafted you like the next year <laughs> they were like no you're not well, doing that again <laughs> well we were we were unfortunate because uh, like the the first semester went all right, we're getting people in, but then there was there was some issues with, I think it was John Griffith's reimbursement that we'd arranged with him, mm-hmm. and the union were kind of dragging their feet on that, even though we had the money for it. Yeah, and then um, it happened to be the second semester was when a couple of games got released. From like the studios that we were trying to get people in from, mm-hmm. so they just didn't have any any time. Yeah, uh, and it was just, it was just unfortunate. It's pandemonium because um, it? It, it, you know working around. Obviously, like we were very thankful for every dev that came in to give their time because you know for students it's huge, like. Mm. But obviously, like yeah, their time's limited, and you know sometimes it just doesn't fall on the right thing i don't understand why like they were very very weird with the money i don't know if it's because student union's technically a charity isn't it i think or a non-profit because it yeah it's 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 non-profit at the very least yeah yeah it goes straight back into the societies but yeah like it's 
it's like you said, we I mean, there was times where we were sat there like, you know, oh, we want to order pizza for like our society. And they're like, no, we're not doing that. And it's like, hang on. We got two yeah. grand in the bank that we've got from memberships and we want to spend yeah. it on this. Like, you know, um, yeah, they dragged their heels quite a bit on, on a lot of it. Mm. It's a shame, really, because like, it, you know, when in the games industry as well, like so many people, like, because it's so fast moving. Um you know, often those opportunities will just disappear because you haven't, you know, been able to, to you know, reimburse people or or book them travel or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was definitely frustrating. Um, and at the same time as well, like, uh, I was doing all environment stuff in the final year, so I think, if I remember rightly, I did like seven environments over the course of the year, plus trying to run the society. Plus traveling, uh, in the car and stuff, each day. Rough. Yeah, it. Oh, yeah. There's a reason that I hit burnout. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna like... say, like, <laughs> what, what would you say you learned from that experience? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember, I remember you. You just you. You are so ambitious, so so ambitious, and I was like, how the how the hell does he do it? Like, yeah, uh, a lot of caffeine. Um, and, and spite as well because like uh, so the way the way I always kind of approached my I, you know what right? I was actually I was actually thinking about this podcast earlier and I went back and I listened to one that I did uh, just after just after I graduated the mm-hmm. student art podcast by Ross, Ross Baxter mm-hmm. and um and I was, I was listening back to it while I was while I was working today, and uh, I actually did it that because he he asked me the same thing like how the fuck you manage it, and uh, <laughs> and I was just like, well, like every single time, and this is to me on detriment as well, but every single time we got an assignment, I've always wanted to learn something new from it. So, uh, we were very lucky with the environment module in the second year, the first semester being that it was focused on trim sheets. So that completely changed the way that I did environment modeling and just modeling in general. Um, and then like second semester, I wanted to learn not only like the basics of foliage, but like if I've got a large scene or like a like a very open scene it's 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 really different from like doing a prop for a portfolio versus like an environment because like it's the same basic stuff just on a bigger scale um so you still got like all the composition color that you gotta think about but like instead of just thinking of like maybe one or like a small handful of things you've got you know like player paths you've got you know foliage over here you've got rocks over there and all the leading lines to it and i'm just thinking like if i'm if i'm doing something like that i want to know how i can get it to run an engine like smoothly so like i really wanted to learn like lods or like the basic lod system mm-hmm. um that went horribly wrong because i ended up getting 40 frames per second in the editor with that project um, some games now. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was well, a, uh... it's a win. 10 more than some games. <laughs> Still. Um, but the downside of that is, like, you lose sight of, like, the finer details and, like, the finer storytelling things because mm-hmm. I didn't, like, we only got 12 weeks to work on any given project and we're often working on multiple projects during the semester. So, realistically speaking, you've got maybe about four weeks worth of dev time on on a project. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, like, things got sacrificed and a lot of the time that was the, the finer details and stuff like that, but kind of on a larger scale, there's things that I picked up from those projects that I still use now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like kind of little ways of thinking too. Um, but like, yeah, final year stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Seven environments, two semesters. Well, no, three semesters because one of them was uh, collab. Why did you do seven environments? Well, there was there was AdMod, yeah, uh, and that worked out as three environments because of the test. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mage, Mage was two different environments, if I remember right. Um, also did an art test mm-hmm. uh, on top of everything around January time. And then uh, collab. So it ended up roughly being about seven. But like Mage was like the big one that I wanted to to do. There were like there were some things that that I learned doing it, but like the big takeaway for me was like I got to have a module dedicated to environment modeling that like I didn't have to wait like two, three weeks each time before I got like my next dose of environment mm-hmm. uh, uh, resources. Like obviously I'm doing like tutorials and like looking online and reading like articles and stuff like that and asking developers at the same time. But like the rest of it's kind of like drip fed to you like bit by bit. Yeah. And then yeah. It's like go away and do this and come back and then we'll teach you some more after the, after you've yeah. done that. Yeah, that was that was really frustrating with AdMod because it was with it, it went like environment character hard surface, environment character hard surface most of the year. Yeah. But sometimes there were the occasional weeks where it went like environment, character, character, hard surface, hard surface, hard surface, environment. And it's like, <laughs> oh come on. because um, we had we had a fair few environment artists that graduated like in my year. Um, which was something that, like, when I went back and did my masters uh, in twenty twenty one, that was really different because when I graduated from the masters, I'd say there was probably uh, three or four environment artists that I can think of off the top of my, or like people that like actually wanted to be environment artists. And weren't just stuck doing the optional uh, environment module because there wasn't an optional hard surface module mm-hmm. in the first semester. Uh, a lot of the people in my masters were either hard surface, but like, or, and this was like the vast majority of them, they were character artists. So 
yeah, um, just a just a weird weird thing. But like, I also saw that that followed that drip down into the undergrad as well, particularly when we were setting up for GradX. Mm-hmm. So GradX, for those that don't know that listen to the podcast, is an exhibition show of all the graduates that sign up to it uh, from final year and masters and PhD as well, I think. But we never have any PhD on the games courses, if I'm remembering right. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember any. But um, we basically get a PC each. We set up like a little presentation area, judges from industry and the lecturers kind of come around and you get marked on, you know, where they, some arbitrary scale or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's prizes for first, second, and third. And, um, it's, it's totally rigged, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, was, I was really surprised when I came third. Oh, shit. Okay, it, was, it wasn't rigged. It wasn't rigged. It was well deserved. It was well deserved. Well, <laughs> well I was. So. I was I was a bit cheeky with mine for my masters because I'd been getting into doing lighting uh, the semester before, and I'd submitted uh, like a like a sewer waterway kind of environment that's still on my portfolio. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, but I built that in like two weeks from start to finish because that was basically uh, made alongside my dissertation for that module which was on lighting and that was just showing kind of like what i learned from doing the dissertation and doing like the example projects within that so there were a couple of relights there was character portrait studies and then and then this mm-hmm. and uh so when i'm actually presenting it even though like that's what i'd submitted i was actually showing off um my relight, my Mantis mech that I'd done uh, for that semester's modeling module. And um, I took the opportunity more to speak to developers and like try and be a little bit cheeky and angle for a job because like, I needed to get paid. Yeah, <laughs> no. that's the, I mean, that's the goal then. It's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, networking with the industry while they're there and showing off. Yeah, yeah and I remember. The <laughs> I remember the the the, the first two, uh, first two people that, that I saw that morning. Uh, didn't get the best. Well, we know both of them, but I won't. I won't mention. Yeah, no, no, I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> didn't get the best feedback from them, <laughs> and uh, and I was just kind of like. Oh, okay. So that's how today's gonna go. Then I guess it's ten a.m. <laughs> Starting off strong, and then the rest of the day went perfectly fine. Like I got, I got quite nice feedback and stuff like that. But I made it really, I tried to make it really apparent to like everyone, like I'm here for the networking. I don't care about the competition, because like to me, it didn't seem fair that like what I'd submitted was being compared to what people had spent like two semesters on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I was actually sat next to one of the lecturers in the ceremony, and they were just about to read out like third place, and I just whispered something and then said my name, and then just a beat of silence, and then I just go hey, <laughs> like there's just like a rumbling of laughter like around me because. I, I think I'd made like a sarcastic comment like right before or something. And uh, then just awkwardly went up because I was like the furthest away from the stage as well. But because uh, at that point, like we'd all been on our feet all morning, like all day as well. So we're all a bit tired. So definitely and, a long day uh, when you're presenting. You like talk to people. Yeah. All day, like wait, trying to, trying to get people to come over. Yeah. yeah man, well, I actually, I actually had a quite nice surprise there as well so when i was doing masters i actually got hired to do a little bit of contract work mm-hmm. over the december uh at a place in nottingham and it was like our advertising like you know when you see like when you go into a dealership and you see like the tvs hanging on the wall and you see like this car driving along a dirt road mm-hmm. basically like that but they wanted to take it into unreal yeah and uh i think they're called curve digital limited and uh, looked that the, ran the studio because it was only like four or five of us that were there. Uh, walked in, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, how you doing?" Um, and I pointed him in the direction of a couple of the vehicle artists that uh, I'd seen some of the work like when they were setting up mm-hmm. uh, the previous day. I was like, "You know, go have a look at them. Like they're wicked. Uh, give them like give one of them a job because like." They've earned it, and you know, because uh, it was only about. <laughs> I feel really sorry for like whoever didn't win in the environment category because there was only four of us. Oh, but yeah, there was just, a, there was just uh, one lad that was that just didn't make the cut. Yeah, sorry. Mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I felt really bad afterwards because uh, I didn't quite think that. Uh, that I should have been in the running for that. I was just there. But clearly, network. clearly, the work quality you displayed though was worthy of that. It that, was, like, it was, like... it was nice to have it. Um, yeah, like like that. That affirmation was, was quite nice. Um, <laughs> there was a little bit of added pressure because the le- uh, the lecturers that I had for masters, uh, particularly Mike Woods, who now works at. Uh, at SIG as a producer. I love Mike. I love him to bits. Um, he he made it very apparent within I think it was like the, the first the first lecture of my masters that I'd worked in industry before coming to do my masters. And uh but you know however short that tenure was but like that kind of carried on like through the other modules as well mm-hmm. so uh like the lecture that i was sat next to during the thing was like uh you know you you'd better win this with you know bringing your a game from industry and all that i'm like <laughs> hard pass you know i don't need this but yeah it was, it was it was a good day and it was it was nice seeing you and catching up with with everyone and like when we went to Wembridge, it felt like you know we're back. Old times, and like, yeah. yeah. Back back when the pressure wasn't quite as high, because the further you go along, it, it the worse it gets. Then 
think. Mm. That, I think that's the one thing I wasn't ready for at uni was like, it's like when you enter that third year, it's terrifying because like you suddenly, it suddenly clicks in your head that like the runway ends <laughs> and you either yeah. take flight or you don't. And like, it's scary. It's really scary. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I mean, like, so, I mean, you know this, but I suppose your, your listeners won't, but when I came to uni at staffs, I was older than most of the course. Yeah. Let's, 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 oh, let, sorry. Yeah. Before we carry on, right. Let's, <laughs> let's dial it back. Cause I need to, so I'm, I'm guilty cause I, you know, get the timeline in order. I need, yeah, I need to, I need to get the timeline in order. Everything's jumbled up. So <laughs> what are we going to do right now? We're going to dial it back. Okay. Let's go back. Let's start, let's start right at the beginning. Okay. Now, obviously you've covered, you've covered quite a bit at uni. So you can skip over the bits that you feel like you've already talked about, but let's go back to the the young the young James Ward, oh. the young James Ward in love with narrative, and, and you know <laughs> when was the first time that you thought you know I want to make video games? Uh, I was in secondary school. Um, I wasn't a good student. Uh, I I never liked school. I had a I had a really shit time with it. Um, because at the time I had, it was, it, it, it was described to me like a few years back actually. And, um, it's, it's always kind of like stuck with me, but like, I was always one of the taller guys in the year and it was always fairly broad, particularly in the later years. But, uh, I had the personality of someone like half my size. And I never really wanted any any trouble or anything like that, and but I always wanted to try and fit in. In, in what in what ways? In like you, you uh, confidence or because because that could be taken two ways, either yeah, lack so... of confidence or angry as fuck all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know which uh, one I am. <laughs> I, I definitely lack confidence in myself, um, and I suffered from like always wanting to be liked and like try and fit in. And that just kind of alienated me more, because um, like people can always tell when you're trying too hard, mm-hmm. and when you maybe not being quite so genuine to yourself as well. Uh, so I had a bit of a shit time, um, and so like I I tended to to go into like my video games is like a form of escape and like, I, I i grew up on video games like my first console was the mega uh, Sega mega drive then nintendo 64 playstation 2 xbox xbox 360 uh and massive massive halo fan i i grew up on that game uh, i played it with my dad um and I got I got into into books around the same kind of time, but um, like my highest grade at GCSE is a C. <laughs> like, I I hated school, got a bunch of detentions, um, but I found I, like th- there were a few teachers that 
got me interested in in learning. Yeah. Uh, one of them was an English teacher called Mr. Council. Uh, and he gave me my first ever A or an essay on uh, Frankenstein. And the only reason I got that A was because someone else in the class had hit because it was it was the time when like you had to I don't know if your school did this but you had to write your essay out on paper and then they would book a lesson in the computer lab and then you'd have to go and type it up. Oh really? Yeah, because they they just wouldn't trust us with the computers. <laughs> <laughs> And um, someone had, had hidden or stolen my original essay or whatever, so I had to type. I had to write it all from scratch, like um, off the rip. And he gave me my first day for that. Uh, at GCSE, I wasn't allowed to do art because my art teacher said that I had no future in it. Which fair, <laughs> <laughs> the irony. Is not lost. Should have quit then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I very early on remember seeing uh, some people doing like a media studies course at, at the college level, and at the time that was like my first idea of like, oh, you could maybe go and do video games from that. Mm-hmm. But at the time, there wasn't really enough around me. Definitely not enough information to have that as like a viable course to go on, uh, career wise. So I ended up wanting to be an English teacher. Uh, went off to college at 16, uh, got kicked out of college at 17. <laughs> I just stopped attending because, like, like, like I said earlier, um, you just get some teachers and some lecturers. And that makes the learning process so much better. Mm-hmm. And at the time, there was no, there was no teacher that was any on, on any of my courses, or any content that was being taught that was keeping my interest yeah. for the course of an academic year. So, uh, went went away from college and teaching and did hairdressing. I became a hairdresser and barber. Uh, had an interesting experience with that <laughs> because how I was a little bit older getting into it, like the funding was a little bit more murky mm-hmm. um, and kind of got messed about quite a lot with that. Uh, eventually was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to go back to college. I'm going to get me act together and I'm going to really knuckle down and focus on something yeah so just as i'm about to go back my stepmom finishes her english degree course is about to go on to the pgce for teaching at staffs and she i was i was over at my dad's one weekend and she handed me this uh advertisement leaflet for the games department at staffs and this is before i've even started college and i'm reading it and i'm like holy shit like i can actually i can do this like this is a possible job it looks and sounds awesome and it was actually advertising the stafford campus at the time Glory. Glory <laughs> <to> the <Stafford laughs> campus. so 
immediately changed changed everything I was planning on doing because I was planning on going back to do English again. Mm-hmm. Um, went on the games design course at Derby College. Just really just hyper-focused and fixated on it. Uh, graduated that um, to the point where I got like an official kind of recognition for like the grade that I graduated with because it was the highest that the course had ever graduated with before. Um, which was so weird because I had teachers that had taught me before I'd be kicked out coming up to me like, didn't expect to see you here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm just as shocked. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then went off to staffs. And uh, I actually, I actually visited staffs uh, for the game jam at the Stafford campus mm-hmm. the year before I came up. So it would have been your first year uh, at the Stafford campus, and I accidentally destroyed a PC by hitting build lighting on an Unreal project. <laughs> <laughs> Just hit. before uh, submission, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah for, Fully, uh, like, had smoke coming out the back of the machine and everything. Jesus Christ! You had, oh, you yeah, killed it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was in the it was in the Epic Lab. Um, I remember that, as in, like, I remember that that game jam because that was. So this is really funny. I still talk. I, I talked to Carl Horton still. Yeah, he obviously worked for me. Um, but I remember I, t- I took a photo of him sleeping under one of the desks, <laughs> and it proper freaked him out. And he hated me for like two years because I did it. <laughs> and he was like, you're, you're just fucking weird, bro. You're just weird. And I was like, mate, calm down. It was funny. You, you were pulling a funny face. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we we drew on a guy's face that was from our course like in permanent marker. We absolutely just covered <laughs> him in, 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 in black marker. Yeah, yeah. And like he, he had no idea when he woke up. And we oh. kind of like followed him like and like into the corridor. And we were just kind of hanging out by the uh, door to the bathroom and all we hear is just a very quiet oh no man's never gonna uh, sleep in a <laughs> game jam again yeah lock the door and go home yeah but uh then after that went up to went up to staffs um realized Everything I'd been taught at college was wrong in my first two weeks. Uh, and then just powered it through first semester. I met you and started talking to you just before, just before, just around Christmas first year. I remember going to the first game dev session in C114. Uh, oh, I don't, I don't yeah, next to the, uh, next to the Epic Lab. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, the tiny one. The tiny. Yeah, one. yeah, with the vertical monitors. Yeah, and then we were like, yeah. uh, we filled the room, didn't we? Yeah, we ended up using one one eight after that. Oh my god, that was mental. I remember, yeah. I remember, stood at the front with Harry that year, and like mm. we were both mm. just like our hands were vibrating like fucking shake <laughs> weight, man. It was terrifying. If I, if I remember right, I think Rich was on call as well. Like, I'm pretty sure he was on via Discord or something. Maybe in like solidarity or something like that. Yeah. It, was, it was you, Harry, and Rich, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, uh, 
yeah, that was a scary tournament. Yeah, because I, I turned up with with Ben, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Thompson, because um, <laughs> we'd started. I've 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 messaged him a few times over the years, and uh, my messages just haven't been going going through. But like every now and then, I just drop him a message just seeing yeah. how he's doing. But I just remember he used to be so angry. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he's on his maybe he's on an anti uh, social media retreat or something. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, la- last I heard, um, he had to reset. I think it was his FYP the third year. Um, yeah, but uh, like like every now and then, I just, I just drop a message being like, you know, checking in on you. Like, hope everything's going all right. Yeah, if he listens. Uh, <laughs> We hope you're right, mate. <laughs> We're worried about you. <laughs> Go check in when you when you feel like uh, it. Yeah, I uh, I I love Ben to bits. I, I I still remember that game jam in mine in his second year <laughs> when he finally found what was blocking him from being able to work on the animations for that game that we were doing, and it was turned turned out that like three hours later it was just a tick box in Unreal. <laughs> Yeah, you learn when you when you're a student at uni. You learn like it's such tiny bullshit that stops you from like doing everything, and it takes um, yeah that initial stage of learning it takes four hours to like unblock yourself from everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but went through undergrad. Uh, loved every second of of it. Uh, burnout and all. Uh, it's it, it, like I, I, I still. You know what, like going back and doing my masters a few years later, one of the saddest things for me was walking across campus knowing that there was only one person there that I knew from before. And that was uh Marika. Mm. So like Yeah, so like I'd I'd remember, you know, all the times I went to Ember or just hanging out in the labs, doing work or whatever. But over the masters, I was just turning up to lecture, sitting there for four hours because I couldn't do any work on campus because I had a weird bug with my modeling software. And then I just immediately go home and then do my work there. So, so, so talk us through like so. You come to the end of the third year, right? What what made you want to decide to do a masters? Tell us about. So, so I graduated in 2019, mm-hmm. uh, and I it was it was it was a very stressful time because I must have sent. I mean, like you, I was applying overseas. In fact, you got your job at Ubi in Romania. My f- one and only art test during my entire third year was Ubisoft Sophia. Um, so like I was fully prepared to move out there as well and, uh, got to the final, final kind of like stage and just didn't make the cut. And then between January and July, I didn't get a single response from any studio and I was going all out. I was, I was doing like. I was looking up and listening to just as as much information as I possibly could about people that had broken into industry and was talking to developers as 
in various studios all over the world. I was doing everything that they said, and I just wasn't making the cut. And looking back on it, it's because my work wasn't polished enough. Um, because, you know, third year I did seven environments, but like, because of my modules, but the quality just wasn't there. It's quality over quantity. You spread yourself too thin, you feel. Absolutely. And my, my body and my health definitely took a nosedive in third year. Um, and to, to some extent, even during COVID, I was still recovering from that. Um, and so I, I actually got really lucky. Like I got, I got, I got thrown a lifeline by a direct, a direct message on ArtStation from the guy that would later on go on and become my art lead, a guy called Kieran White. Love him to bits, and he's a wicked artist. But he was the art lead at the time at Bulkhead Interactive here in Derby, and they were just they were just off of uh, releasing Battalion 1944, and they took me on for their next project, uh, which has since been cancelled. <laughs> um, so I got my first taste of that, but uh, I was there for six months, uh, going through the full dev cycle. Like I think I joined like thirty-five weeks into the dev cycle of this game, or something like that. Thirty-five, thirty-six weeks. Uh, two weeks after I started, I got joined by uh, a mutual friend of ours called Ella. She joined as weapons artist, uh, but I was in a team of, including myself, eleven environment artists. We didn't have any prop artists and we were just churning out environment art left and right. And it was just going into game. Um, a month before COVID hit, uh, my contract isn't continued. So I left Bulkhead and I was starting to work on my own personal work in my free time, but I just between going all out for about five years and not taking a break properly. Even even if I went away for a week over the summer, I wasn't switched off. Yeah. And that's now something that is just so important to me. Like I have to have a recharge time. Whether it's like a Sunday afternoon where I just completely switch off mentally just to be able to take the next week as a fresh start. Or, you know, be it a few hours in the evening just scrolling TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, burnout really hit. I absolutely just, uh, I was just exhausted. Uh, and because I was I was the only one that I know of that like this has really kind of happened to, there was definitely like a sense of failure to it all because like you know you go you go to uh, you go to uni see all your mates succeeding and you know doing well and all of that like you want to be part of that you want to you want to share in that energy and and that excitement and I'd worked so hard for five years to get to a point where I, th- I thought I'd made it and 
it had been taken out from under, under my feet. So like there was there was a definite confidence knock there. And when I was doing my personal work afterwards, I was second guessing everything. Um, and I just couldn't take it anymore. So uh, I actually swore off doing uh, art during COVID. So I took probably about a year and a half doing both lockdowns. Uh, well, I didn't touch any 3D or anything like that. I'd, un I'd uninstalled everything. Um, it's only by like your coincidence and luck that I actually still have any of the files from uni. Because when I say I wiped everything, I mean I just wiped everything. Uh, I think I just happened to miss a single hard drive. Um, I was just looking for just regular admin work while just surviving as best as anyone could at that point. Um, and then that that was a real kind of like turning point for me because one of the things that I think at the at least at least at least when we were there, one of the things that was really kind of not overtly encouraged but uh it was i i definitely feel like it was there uh looking back on it was the sense of competition at uni whether that's like among your friends or uh seeing the lecturers kind of pick favorites and and that kind of thing because it's like you know everyone's gonna have favorites and stuff like that it's no issue um it 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 gets to a point where I think it's more damaging than it is beneficial because it's it's always good to have healthy competition and to encourage people around one another to be the best that they possibly can. But there are some instances where like it goes a bit too far sometimes, and you start to get diminishing returns from it. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, like. Uh, I can I can think of a couple uh, instances over the years where that definitely happened, and uh, yeah, between between all of that, I was just I was just tired, and I started to get kind of more more of a focus on like my mental health. So I started doing I started picking up hobbies that I'd been forced to put aside when. I'd started doing game dev and all that, and uh, was very much uh, trying to find just things that I could just either use to just give myself like a mental reboot, or that I could just find fun again. And then uh, after that, about a year and a half into COVID, out of the blue. I get an art test that I hadn't applied for the position. I just had a recruiter reach out to me and offer me an art test for a studio called, I think it was Toadman Interactive in Berlin. Uh, and I was so desperate for a job at the time that I was like, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> and um, went through that process and it actually got to the point where I got so far through it that like I was looking at rental properties in Berlin 
And that really got me excited about 3D again. I uh, didn't get the job, uh, which is perfectly fine. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a new personal project. And so I started balancing my time between what was fun and what it was that I was finding a new lease of life on. Do you, Do you know think I mean? that was where you kind of realized that your work-life balance needed to change? For it to Absolutely. Sustain? When I was a bulkhead, there was some there were some days where I didn't leave the studio until about 12 o'clock. And I was back in the office at like 9 a.m. I went into the office a couple of times in the, t- in the six months that I was there on a Sunday just to get ahead for the week. And was, that, um, was that by choice? Was that just from? It was. It workload? was. It was. It was by choice, um, but like, because I was so tired from the previous year at uni, I wasn't. I, I was making stupid decisions when it came to like my workflow, and like, I was taking two or three times as long to do something that like, it shouldn't have taken that long. Um. So having the rest and the recharge period and then uh, eventually getting back into it and having a bit of fun with it and then having this personal project. While I was doing the personal project, I was kind of like, you know what I could really do with a bit of structure. So that's when I started looking at the at the math, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, did that, but I didn't, so I, I knew a couple of people that had gone through it, and basically everything that they told me that they learned through the masters was what I learned at Bulkhead, like like the, the broad strokes. There were different things that, you know, I definitely did pick up doing the masters, but it was, uh, I didn't go into it expecting to learn anything groundbreakingly, no. It was more so for the, the structure. For the per- the- yeah, yeah. And I essentially got a couple of free portfolio projects mm-hmm. that I could um, use. Um, so that, that really helped. And then I got, I was in my second semester. And because I'm still, I'm still part of the Bulkhead Discord. Uh, I was in the vehicle and weapons module. And it was the first time I'd made a mech since second year and the second year mech like when i was in the hard surface module i don't really care about it because i knew at that point i wanted to do environments and i was just there just trying to pick up things that i could then transfer over um and like going into the vehicle and weapons module and masters i was like right i know this isn't a strength i've got to make it to current gen quality and i've obviously got to get industry feedback while i'm working on it so what can i make that is doable for my skill set and that i i can have the time to do well mm-hmm. and that's where the Halo 4, Halo 5 Mantis came from because it's fairly basic shapes. 
uh, I posted a whip in the bulkhead chat just for a bit of industry feedback alongside a couple of other discords and Richard, the VFX guy that was there at bulkhead when I was there had moved studio since then. And he was like, you're looking for a job. Cause like what we're working on is kind of similar. And I was like, yeah, I'll take the money. <laughs> yeah, I'll I could do with it. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he actually referred me internally to DR and went through the interview. I think I was the first person that they actually gave an art test to, because I know that they were like trialing it with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, did the art test actually failed getting any further? Uh, just missed out on the job. And then a few weeks later, I get an email as I'm walking across campus, just about to walk into Cadman. I get an, an email notification on my phone from Eglay, who's our HR person and uh she's like the art director mitch really liked your your art test and liked you in an interview uh would like to offer you a position would you still be interested i was like fuck yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i i remember going into that lecture this is before the Mantis is even finished as well. I remember going in, going into that lecture and I was like, holy shit. Because <laughs> like, I also I also made the point of asking, like, is it contract? Is it short term? Is it, is it long term? Is yeah, it just like a current contract? Yeah. And they were like, no, it's fully employed. There's no contract. It's just you are a full-time employee. I was like, uh, where do I sign? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and ever since then, like, like they were even like willing to wait for me to finish the master's degree because the master's course finishes in August, what well, end of August versus the undergrad, which finishes like uh, May, June kind of time. Yeah. So they were willing to like, yeah, they were willing to accommodate that. And honestly, like the, the team's really small and I'm super proud of each and every one of them that uh, has worked on Hawken and I've learned so much from them. Um, and I honestly just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for a better team, but it was, it, it was definitely a very like roundabout way of getting to where I am. And, uh, yeah, it all worked out in the end. I've got a ship game now and, uh, I enjoy going to work each and every day and it's it's really cool just seeing seeing everyone kind of like come together and work together and like because we all want the game to be as as good as it possibly can um but yeah like it's it it was it was really good going to the uh christmas (laughs) so the dr studios is based in milk keens and when so when i started on the 12th of september so it'll be a year tomorrow that i've been there uh when i started on 12th of september on the 29th of september they hosted a uh a new office party because they've just gone into this newly refurbished office 
And I was expecting them to put us up in like a premiere in or something like that. Bro, when I tell you that I've never seen a bed so big and so <laughs> soft. <laughs> like, I got damn near like a whole suite. It was nuts. And there's like this breakfast restaurant up top, like on the 14th floor, and there's marble everywhere. And like I stood in the shower and there was an echo. It was great. <laughs> and uh, they they put us up in this hotel each time they throw something. And it's it's been great because I passed my probation just after Christmas as well. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like it was just wonderful people, really nice studio and couldn't ask for for a better first because I'm, I'm counting this as, as, as my first studio. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad that everything everything fell into place eventually and my biggest advice to anyone that kind of goes through anything like I did is stick through it. Like you get there eventually. And it's worth it, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that's that's an amazing story to be honest. Um, I'm kind of it's a shocked a, because like, you're bit of a ride in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, like you know, we don't we didn't talk as much now that we finished uni, but like you know, it's it makes me sad to think that you went all that time, and you know, like you said, you felt quite alone when you were like doing your masters and stuff because you only knew. You know, one person. Um, <laughs> and I'm sorry because I feel I feel really bad because like you know you should check in on your mates and stuff like that. Uh, like, if you're listening now, go check in on your mates and do the masters, okay? Because like fucking Loki emotional damage right now, like from both ends. Um, yeah, I mean, the it sounds worse than it actually was, but like, <laughs> like because oh, drama so <laughs> yeah, so so. The uh, my my master's experience was mostly just like it was just an extended version of basically what happened in my first semester before I met you and and the guys, mm-hmm. and like I've got all the time in the world for the guys that we we went to uni with, and you know if I, if I happened to have lost contact with them, like you know I still wish them all the best and. Uh, and all that but like your personal life gets so busy especially like when I've finished work at like 5pm like I'm I'm done I've got no mental cap- like capacity to like handle anything else for at least a couple of hours and by that point you're hungry you're tired you want to go to bed and all that and uh, like I I'd I kept in contact with people as much as possible and I absolutely didn't, didn't expect, um, didn't expect people to, you know, constantly be messaging me or, or anything like that. Cause I was just, I was just like, I'm not massive on like social media or anything like that. I like to lurk more than anything. Um, and like, just as long as like, I see people are doing well and like thriving and all that, like I'm happy. Uh, it was, what was particularly jarring was like uh, sitting in the labs in like the chairs that like we used to use, like used to kind of like congregate in or like, I never went to Wemble once 
Oh no, I, I went to Ember twice over my masters, uh, including Shit. yeah, in <laughs> including uh, that uh, session we went to Ember after Gradex. Because I think I only went once with Morioka. but like I would just turn up uh, to class, stay there for the four-hour lecture, leave, go and work. Um, and yeah, like at at the beginning, it was it was like oh man, like I'd walk down a corridor and I'd remember, like for example, the time when I saw what looked like a shady deal going down between Ben and Royka because Ben was handing a packet of tablets to Royka <laughs> <laughs> at like <laughs> at like nine a.m. But it like it was because he had a constant supply of like caffeine tablets. Because Ben existed entirely on caffeine tablets and Rockstar. Yeah, no, it was, it was dangerous. It, yeah. I hope he's not dead. I really touch wood. <laughs> uh, you know, fucking... Yeah. <clears throat> but, like, I'd, I'd walk past that spot and I'd just kind of, like, have a little chuckle to myself or something like that. And, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was just one of those things of, like, when you revisit a place that's got so many memories years later you can't help but like replay those memories do you know what i mean yeah the nostalgia of it all like i mean yeah when i turned up to gradex i was you know you walk through the classrooms and you're like you know spent three years of your life there it's, yeah it's huge um, yeah absolutely and you know like you remember the faces you saw there and everyone everyone's scattered mm. to the wind now you know like you said, like nothing but love for everyone we went to uni with, and you know, don't keep in contact. And I'm yeah, not, and we're all over the world as well. We are all yeah. busy doing our own thing, and like you know, reach out if you you know if you want to chat. I'm all, like, I'm sure it's the same for you. Our DMs are always open to chat because yeah, you know, I I kind of regret not talking to you more during that time because like you know, you really just focus on yourself and you don't think what everyone else is is doing or going through or when they might need, you know, a helping hand or, you know, just words of encouragement because, you know, yeah. if I'd have gone through what you, you've been through, my confidence would be in fucking pieces and I, you know, I don't blame you for taking that time off. Um, yeah. And to be honest, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, why the fuck did you go back? Why are you doing it again? Like, if that art test had come through and I'd been through what you went, I'd be like, fuck, I'll go to Tesco. I'm going to go continue. I couldn't get a job there. at Tesco. Oh, right. <laughs> You failed that art test too. <laughs> yeah, stack the milk in the right order. So, oh. so one of the things that was particularly difficult during COVID for me was I'm a, I'm classed as at risk because I'm asthmatic, mm-hmm. and I like my whole immediate family are highly at risk. Like for example, my mum has a suppressed immune system because she has Crohn's. Um my grandparents are both elderly so like it was I, I was so fucking pissed about this i got through all of covid without actually catching it my nan caught it at one point and we just locked her in a bedroom for like two weeks it was great <laughs> we, we left plates of food outside her door <laughs> and she'd have to like uh grab it and you know we'd take it down and and all that, but like we had to isolate for two weeks, and um, 
I don't think my granddad's ever slept, slept quite so soundly as he did. But uh, like, like when we got like the Morrison shopping or something like that delivered, like my nan would be on FaceTime telling me how to pack the fridge, oh. and I'd, I'd 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 just hang up. <laughs> like, like if she if she was getting like too pedantic, I'd just be like, all right, shut up. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you have no power here. And uh, went through, went through the entire pandemic, not catching it, and then went to the Christmas party at DR, caught COVID, and it stuck. Like, <laughs> um, it was it was just it was awful. Um, and the only real kind of like comparison I had for it was like, um like the absolute worst of my burnout but i really struggled with finding any kind of work during the pandemic because i had to be so careful with my health and those yeah you weren't able about. to go out and you know yeah yeah i was i was just trying to find like remote office work but uh i was either too overqualified with computers or uh they just never took my degree seriously yeah. which fair but like hurt <laughs> yeah no it's rough and yeah like i can't imagine I, I mean how how is your mental health now in comparison because oh, look, e- even though you're like you know out of that i mean it's still probably gonna have a bit of a toll on your confidence maybe or like how are you doing um now? i'm i'm actually i'm actually all right now like i feel i feel better in the past year than i have Probably in the past decade. Um, That's a long time. I've, I've, yeah, I've I've never really been one to kind of like uh, give much thought to my mental health. I just kind of got on with it, um, did what I needed to do. But um, I I have a girlfriend now, and hell yes, she's <laughs> she's uh, made it very clear that we don't do toxic mental health in this relationship. <laughs> so, so, toxic health in this household, sweetheart. So, uh, if I make a joke about, like, suppressing something, like, she's like, no. <laughs> she just, uh, she's she's been absolutely fantastic. But we, we started talking. I actually knew her from school. She was the year below me at school, and we just happened to reconnect. And, um, the irony being that we both uh, liked each other when we were both at school, but we were both just too chicken shit to, you know, ask the other out. And uh, we reconnected in the Jan- well, December, January of my master's. And she was my rock during, during that and throughout, uh, throughout my work and you know, we're moving in together next month. Not 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 next month. Sorry, uh, January of next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything's been kind of all hands on deck for the past couple of months because we're having to renovate her place to accommodate like me being able to work from home and and all of that. So it's uh, I mean, you you briefly met her at, at GradX when she came out to to support me after work. Uh, which was which was lovely, uh, and she was there at my graduation as well. 
and I was I was at hers because she graduated January this year. Uh, doing what she was doing, but her degree was like through her work because she works for Aggregate Industries. And uh, yeah, like having having someone like that just it's it's awesome. It's, it's, it's helped you open up more to that kind of thing because I know yeah yeah you're definitely saying, you're very you're very stoic and keep to yourself and you know. <laughs> You suppress it all and yeah 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 work it's... yourself to an early grade boy <laughs> yeah yeah definitely uh definitely overworked myself before and she has definitely helped me uh help me up and up but what what also helped was me kind of uh approaching like personal relationships a little bit different as well and like trying trying not to be uh like the i basically saw like what like the way i looked at it was i saw what had gotten me to the stage that i was at and i was like let's not do that going forward so i tried to open up a little bit more i mean like like one person that i've i've uh actually grown quite close to since uh graduating is will mm-hmm. me, me and will talk pretty pretty regular yeah he, um, he talks very highly of you yeah, I've, I've I've got nothing but but good things to to say about him, um, and like, yeah, we always just like vent at each other and and all that, and and it's 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 really good to like have people around you that like you trust enough to be able to do that, because um, like if there's if there's anything that I can do to help anyone else that has either gone through what I've been through or is taking those first steps through their game dev, like learning experiences or even like the first steps into like the first job, then like I'm more than happy to, to, to do that. Uh, I've had a few people reach out and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always willing to want to help or offer a solution or maybe just a, a, a different viewpoint or even just, you know, someone that you can bend to, but because so I think it, so, it helps. <laughs> yeah, it's so valuable, dude. I can't tell you how valuable it is because, you know, um, especially when we were back in uni, like all the stories we hear, are the success stories and like how mm. everything worked out and how, you know, I, I grafted for uni and I got a job and, and I was freelancing on the side and, you know, I was making like, all that stuff, but we don't hear enough about the people that have really, really struggled and persevered and, you know, made it there in the end. But, you know, yeah. it's a struggle. Everyone's built different, right? And like, like we were talking about before this started, you know, you can you can also be as prepared as you possibly can, but sometimes it just doesn't work out and sometimes you get shafted with just such bad luck. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, whether that be you know, a person that, I don't know, they just like in the interview a bit better because, you know, maybe you've got a different haircut or something, or, you know, it's always yeah. some bullshit, and, and to me, like, you're the dude that's been through, like, all the shit, and you're still, <laughs> you still kept going. I'm collecting it like Pokemon cards. Yeah, like, honestly, like, I can't believe you, you carried on after all that, like, you know, you've really, you've really been through the ringer, and, and I know you're hard on yourself. 
you're very very hard on yourself you know just the way you talk about yourself still now it's you know whether you deserve the grad x award or not I can't, it's fucking third place mate it wasn't like it was first but even third place like yeah come on you can you could uh you earn that gives with one hand takes with the other yeah <laughs> yeah well, at least i can't i can't suck up too much okay so, <laughs> but yeah like what a story man um and honestly like yeah like you said paying it forward is like super important because you know there's you're not the first person that will have been through stuff like this and you won't absolutely won't be yeah. the last um yeah and it's i think it's so important to get that message out there that you know not it doesn't always work out um mm. but yeah like hard work does pay off yeah one of the things that definitely kind of like i felt uh kind of hanging over my head when we were at uni and when i was at college previously was like the age difference as well because like it like a few years doesn't sound like a lot but like in terms of like life experience and like maturity and stuff like that like it can it can make like the world a difference like for example uh like i know i know that like at the start of uni there were a few opinions that like i took myself a little too seriously um with the course and stuff like that but like in my head i was thinking like this is like my last chance to like make a real significant career change mm-hmm. uh like i don't want to fuck it up um but one of the things that really kind of that like that even kind of like hung over my head a little bit like with with masters was the age difference and stuff like that as well particularly because like a few years have passed and i'm even older than like most of the other people on the course um but since like joining dr like um my two direct uh reports Kai and was about like both got into it into games after uh a different career and you know they were probably uh probably around my age now in 28 almost 29 uh when they started doing games uh like over the development of um of the game and stuff like while i've been there like they've just been so helpful and like putting aside some of these like like out loud like they they sound kind of like ridiculous and a little bit petty and stuff like that's like oh you know like i got into this like five years later than everyone else that means i'm gonna have five years less in the in the the industry and like it it doesn't matter like i'm doing what what i love and like this is kind of like the point where i've come to now where it's like it doesn't matter that i'm a little bit older it doesn't matter that started a bit later like it just means that i'm going to appreciate it while i can you're only a year older than me anyway yeah, yeah. Well, I was like four years older than that on the on the master's course. Oh shit! Uh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, like even even that that difference is significant in terms of like overall personalities. Like, depending on the person, obviously. Like, there's there's outliers in 
A lot, a lot can happen in that time. Four years, especially. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, be, being at DR, like that's just helped kind of wash away that kind of notion, and I've just kind of got a real appreciation for uh, for everything that I'm I'm able to do because I know that like I'm luckier than most. So. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think you are lucky. I think you're the most unluckiest person I've ever heard of. To be honest. <laughs> well, um, as as far as I'm aware, from the from the art side of masters, I only know three people that got jobs. It is like the best. That that I knew personally, yeah. So like, I I'm I'm, I'm very much aware that this was like a second chance. Uh, at least like that's that's how I took it when I was on the masters. I was like, this is my second chance. I'm gonna nail it, and. Uh, yeah, like I just, I just wish the best for for everyone, and I'm, I'm sure that like they'll get in eventually. It just, it just takes being in the right place, right time, sending that application off at the right time. You just have and to keep, you just have to keep yeah, going. Got yeah, to keep absolutely, going. absolutely. Don't let your love die for it. Like you know, keep the work life mm. balance. Don't let your love die for it, and keep going. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't want, I don't like hearing this whole lucky thing because you really did work for it and you know we saw yeah. a dramatic change in your art like there was definitely a switch like, you I, I remember that castle tower that I was working on and I remember kind of approaching the textures for that and like really just putting the time in for even though like that's that's a project that I've stopped and started a couple of times now and I, I, I will do it one day. <laughs> I've just got no free time at the moment. But um, like seeing that come together, even if I went a roundabout way of doing some things, like that really helped as well. Because like the way the way I kind of like, so I'm I'm my own worst critic, and I'm sure that's the same for like a lot of people, particularly when it comes to art. Um, but a lot, like, in my worst moments, I didn't see any difference between, like, the art that I was producing at the time versus, like, end of first year. And so I was, I was super critical of, like, what I was producing, like, and all that. And one of the things that I've got a real, real appreciation for now is i can be i can i can step away from it and that's that's absolutely like a learned skill that takes a different amount of time for everyone because like when 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 we're at uni i don't I, i don't know if you'd agree with me on this one but like when you come to the end of like an assignment you don't really want to work on it past that you just want to get it up on ArtStation and wait for the notifications to kind of like come in. And because of the, the short turnaround on, on assignments and stuff like that, like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you could look back on a lot of your stuff now and be like, well, I could have spent more time on this prop. I could have done X, Y, and Z. And like so my job role, I bounce between the props and the environments team. 
Um, and since joining DR, I've got so much more of an appreciation for props. I never made a proper prop all the way through uni. It was mostly done with tiling materials. Uh, just like get back and like primitive shapes together. And because like my, my focus was always on like the larger shots. Yeah. Never on those like hero shots. So I've got, I've got a whole new appreciation for that. And like that part of like your personal projects and stuff. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's strange seeing all of my hidden portfolio projects from uni on my, on my portfolio and seeing the differences in like focus between like that and, you know, any personal work I do now, or like even some of the stuff that I did at master's level, or even like the stuff that I do like day to day. Um, it's like a time capsule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a few projects I've, I've permanently deleted into the void, like the, uh, like the fantasy that, that I did at the end of first year. <laughs> um, I've still got all my uni projects on my art station, and I sometimes go back to like you know sometimes being especially like harsh to myself and I'll, I'll go back and i'll be like this is what you produced before and you thought it was good yeah because <laughs> like, yeah i remember like oh, there was that stage in uni where we just thought we were like amazing and we kept gassing each other on and, you know do you remember it was, it was awful <laughs> it was the worst <laughs> <laughs> do you this 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 was a really weird like reality check for me when I was doing my masters, because like so do you remember the mindset when we were at uni where I say it like it was like you know ten years ago or whatever but like, um five years ago mate shut shut the fuck up twenty fifteen was... was like two years ago <laughs> 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 um, but the, the, was there was the there was the definite. Uh, mentality of like if you if you use like mega scans or anything like that you were cheating because you had to make everything in your in your project like like that was like an absolute mentality that was wasn't just like shared like from us like it was kind of all over like the department and i definitely remember getting comments for using some mega scans foliage and one of my environment pieces in third year. We were we were quite toxic back then. I feel, um, uh, in general, and I'm, I'm I know I was definitely guilty for it, and I know a few other people were. You know, obviously now mm. being in the industry and understanding how everything works. Yeah, um, well, it's it's just it's just part of growing up, and I think yeah, and... I think when we we're going through uni, it's kind of like we'd be looking at it as if like you know. Um, we went through some big shifts at uni as well because that was around the time substance started kicking off. Yeah, I think I Mega think scans. that was a big part of it as well. Like yeah. when start, people started using substance designer, like lecturers were still on the fence about whether to like let it go ahead or not. You know, there was a mm. lot of talk about people using Photoshop, and I I think what's going on outside. <laughs> My audio is gonna be awful. Like, there's all sorts going outside. Um, yeah, the the mindset at university was quite toxic. But again, I think 
looking back, I I try and change the way it was because obviously you don't. I, I think uh, the focus on uni, a lot of people were like under the impression that you had to do everything from scratch. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it wasn't proper art. When in reality, you know, the roles are so so specialized. Like there's like mm. literally dedicated roles for like high poly modeling and, and texturing and you know. If that wasn't your, your focus, exactly, foliage yeah. art, right? So, like, environment art is a great example, right? Because, you know, you have separate foliage artists, you have environment yeah, artists. exactly. Why the fuck would you spend months making foliage, trying to get it right, trying to get that subsurface right, when there's an entire library? And you know what? Exactly. All the game studios use those fucking libraries, too. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not being well, funny. Um, there's a few foliage artists for different games, like, I don't know, like, I know there's some ubisoft like avatars for the alien plants and like there's some people mm. that actually do create some amazing assets but but yeah we were just well, obsessed in uni we're just oh man this was th- this was the real kind of like hang on a second like how long have i have I been out for because like I, I came back and like the whole mentality at uni had changed it was like absolutely use like all the mega scan stuff that you can like if that's not what you want to do I'm like, where was this mentality when I was there? Yeah, legit. <laughs> I, I think I think unis can be guilty of like, you know, the depending on who is working there and yeah. where people have come yeah, yeah. in, they obviously get their information. And sometimes it, I like to think of it like a, you know, like Interstellar, right, where they're out mm. fucking miles, light years away, and they're sending yeah. messages out, but they're not getting out until like. <laughs> later on when it's too late <laughs> but that's yeah, how yeah. the uni is like you know if you've been out of the industry like in in two years in the the industry something can something entirely i mean look at like uni5 and nanite right absolutely completely yeah. fucking flipped me and everyone's like what the fuck i can mm-hmm. i don't need poly counts anymore i can just import stuff you know obviously like <laughs> You don't want everything being like two billion polys or whatever, but you know it's an entire. It's just unthinkable to us, like mm. just to think that you could just have something entirely geometry. You never yeah. would have thought of that back then. I, I still remember, um, the lectures of. You know, if if something like take a cylinder for example, like if it's sixteen sides, it's too high for a low poly. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I swear to God, if I, if I see a chamfered silhouette in any of my work, I'm smoothing that bitch out. I don't care. Like I don't, I don't care. Like I'm not having a, I'm not having a chamfered cylinder in the silhouette. But it's it's knowing, it's knowing where to distribute your polygons. And at least at least when when we were there, like we were we were taught really well, like. Don't get me wrong. I'm 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 not knocking the course, but like, you know, in, instead of saying you know keep things as low poly as possible, take that mindset and translate it to okay, know how to work efficiently, and here's how to identify where to distribute your polygons, and like that can completely change. How someone's work looks. I almost think you need to work back. You know, when you're making something, look at, say, right. We know that's too low because we can see the faceted edges. Let's let's bring up the, the count just enough so that mm. when you're looking at it, you know, maybe you might see a little bit 
but there's also the distance as well. Like, I think students model things yeah. like with their face inside it. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you know, I had I had this with um, we've got a new guy on our team at work called uh, Albin. He's an intern, and um, mm. you know, he's he's got very optimized work, but um, you know, we're teaching him today about you know view the asset from where it's going to be viewed, right? So the mm-hmm. distance it's going to be when they're interacting with it, you know, if it's a first person object, is it going to be in their face? Add some polygons. Like, yeah. is it going to be really far away and never zoomed in on? Like, that's when you can start to optimize. But at uni, it's either one or the other. It's like, it's either like turbo smooth to shit or it's, you know, choppy as fuck. Yeah, one of the things, one of the habits I got into, and I, and I, still, I still do this, uh, one of the habits I got into in third year was... Because a lot, a lot of the people that I knew in third year, when they were doing projects, they just do the blank project, mm-hmm. and they got so caught up because they could fly right up to a texture. Yeah, but so caught up in the finite details that um, they weren't spending the time looking at like the whole texture, just at a single brick. So what I did was I started making a project in kind of like the the template of like for example like the the cyberpunk uh, ad mod assignment. Cyberpunk is a first person game, so I put it into a first person template so that when I was running around and testing it, I could see all my materials holding up in first person. Uh, if I do any projects now, I generally tend to keep it to third person for personal work. And I can just quickly run around, see, you know, is everything kind of holding up at, at this level? Great. Let's keep iterating and uh, and keep the, the machine running a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it just, just helps you kind of keep, keep your focus on, like, the bigger picture as well. Like, yeah, you don't you, just get You need to, you need to remember what you're, you're crafting. You know, you're not crafting yeah. something where someone's going to be... Like, I don't know, maybe you are. Maybe you, you know, you're doing a model inspector or something. But most of the time, <laughs> you know, you're working on a, on a project where you have constraints, whether it be third person, mm-hmm. first person, top down, whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, absolutely. So going, going back, so obviously, like, you've been through a damn lot. <laughs> I forgot to ask uh, Alex, who, who was last week's podcast, Mm. Um, this question because I'm, I'm I'm honestly like I wing this show so much honestly like it's it's chaos. Well, you've been doing a wicked job with it. Oh, thank you. My, it's my mon- Monday morning routine. I'm hoping it'll be every. We've got to get everyone involved. <laughs> all all the game industry. So yeah, yeah, yeah. share. This is good. This is a good time to plug this. Everyone share with your friends. Get everyone who plays video games. Let bring them in. Let them listen to the the therapy sessions live. Um, but yeah, like I, I just um, so think you, you've obviously got a lot of experience. Um, I, I want to ask what what are three things that you would go back and tell your younger self if you could, because obviously I imagine going through everything you've gone through and the emo- emotional trauma you've put yourself through as well. <laughs> I imagine you have some really good advice for your past self. So yeah, well, give me give me three things that you'd go back and. Oh. It. I was trying to think of this, this earlier. Uh, well, actually, ever since uh, 
ever since you first reached out, I've been trying to think of like what I'd I'd say. And everyone's suppose... reading from a script, everyone. I can see the, <laughs> the teleprompter in his room. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't got any glasses anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I noticed. Yeah, laser eye surgery. Oh, laser. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got, I got that uh, plus twenty twenty vision now. Like, He's so that, that rich boy eyesight. <laughs> 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 um, my my first bit of advice would probably be trust the process because, like. You will get there. Um, it might be a bit of a convoluted and dramatic path, but like <laughs> you do get there eventually. Um, second bit of advice would probably be uh, trust your gut more. So really quickly uh there were a few instances over the years from college all the way through to the masters where i was making decisions that i was like i don't i don't quite feel like that's the right thing to do whether that was like trying to work out because it's it's definitely a learned skill of like learning how to disseminate advice, like learning what's good advice and what's bad advice and being able to work that out on your own and apply it or not apply it as the case may be. But even with like job applications and stuff like that, like if it doesn't feel right to you, you know, trust your gut because it probably isn't right yeah yeah exactly like i well, I've had, i had some sketchy interviews and <laughs> um and conversations and stuff like that where i was like this isn't like i'm not entirely comfortable mm-hmm. whether that was me receiving advice or being in an interview and just ignoring the red flags <laughs> Like just in my head being like, oh, I can fix them, but you can't. Um, and yeah, just, just learning to, to trust that gut instinct because you have it for a reason. Uh, and my final piece of advice, oof. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is a less serious one, but uh, when you pass your driving test, get a Mark V 08 Astra because that car will not die. <laughs> <laughs> like I've still got it. I've I've Jeez, I've still got that car. It, I've had it for eight years now, and I've done. Wait, that was the one you were driving about. The, yeah, yeah. You got the ticket outside my house with. Yeah, you remember you fucker. that. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Right, I've... listen, right. Let me, let me. Right, no, 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 no. no. This is getting documented now, right? You, you were taking the piss out of my hair. <laughs> I think I, th- I think more specifically, I was I was roasting you because you admitted to never having brushed your hair, and the yeah. hairdresser and me just couldn't deal with it. 
<laughs> I've heard, and then you'll be happy to know I've, came back. I've worked out how my hair works now. So oh, yeah? like, I, I just basically I shower and then I just blow dry it. So I come out of the shower and it just it 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 settles nicely now. Yeah, well, mine's... not right now because I'm sweating like like fuck. Yeah, same. Like I I keep growing mine out and putting it all off. Yeah, and... you've got the locks, man. Well, I had I didn't have a haircut for like three years. Like I entered lockdown with short back and sides. And then this Christmas, well, this January, uh, it was like, it was longer than Ella's it, in third year. Damn. <laughs> it was like down here. Jesus, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was um, like bottom of my chest. And it when when I say it was, it it looked glorious after a blow dry, like, but <laughs> it was so much work, like, because it took me about twenty minutes to dry my hair in the morning, because yeah, yeah, well, but, imagine um, all that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the the Astra's still going. Uh, I've done six. Oh, I think I'm pushing about seventy thousand miles in it since I got it. Because uh, I drove. Numbers, <laughs> well, I drove. I drove for <laughs> the Masters three times a week as well. Um, but yeah, got got plans for. Uh, eventually two cars because like that's on my wish list. But my next Ooh. car is more than likely going to be a Nissan 370Z because um, that's that's a hobby that I've gone back into, just enjoying cars again. I thought you were going to say uh, spending money. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, originally, well, yeah, because like all the way through uni, I never. I never spent money on myself because I I didn't have the money to to spend. Um, I was gonna say now but, now that now you've come out of the other end, I hope you're giving yourself a bit of a break and like you know. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got my eyes lasered, so I've now don't need glasses. That's something I've wanted since I was nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked out a couple of months into into working at DR that I could afford a a toy um and I, I i i bounced i bounced across a few different cars and i settled on uh i was gonna get a five liter v8 mustang and uh that had to be put on hold for, for a few years but with my after getting older uh, I'm event- it's eventually not going to become like cost efficient to keep running it, so I'm going to get myself a little Japanese shitbox and uh, mm-hmm. have a play around with the 370Z and modify it and just have fun with it, and then that'll be like my daily. Because working remote, like we don't we don't drive that much, so like all the driving I do now is just driving over to my girlfriend's <laughs> each <laughs> weekend. So when I move in, it's just being parked in front of the yeah, in front of the house and I guess I'll do the driving during the weekends. <laughs> but uh it's it's funny because every single time like ever since I've like the the universe has a has a weird, weird sense of humor because ever since I decided on these two cars, they're all I see. Like Yeah, it's weird that isn't it? When 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 you're thinking about things more, suddenly mm. you just you notice it everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. It's 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 mad, and um, so I'm I'm seeing like V8 Mustangs 
everywhere I look and I'm seeing uh, 370Zs like once a weekend or something like that. And it's like, okay, okay. I I get the hint. I'm having one. It's TikTok and Amazon, man. Like when, when they hear you talking <laughs> about it, they, they hire people to go park these cars around your local area. <laughs> Around, around Abu Dhabi. Yeah, well, my one my one concern is so far, everyone I've seen driving either a Mustang or a 370Z has been a bald middle-aged man. Oh. And I'm I, I'm not losing my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Although my, my girlfriend does like to uh, point out my grey hairs at my temples uh, occasionally just to keep me humble, I guess. But... <laughs> Hairdresser's worth that, though, is it? Yeah, well, funnily enough, it's a hangover from uh, pushing myself too hard with uni, just the stress. So, but they've just never fucking gone back, and it hurts a little bit. You're there now, you've done it, and you can finally start to enjoy. The, Absolutely, the rewards from all the hard work you put in. So, like, honestly, it's it's been amazing catching up with you again because, yeah, like, you know, you're in a very different place to where you were, um, and you look. I, I can't tell you how much healthier and happier you look and sound since we last spoke. Um, yeah, you're literally was... fucking glowing right now, mate. Honestly, oh, I'm so no, that, that's that's literally because I don't think I've seen sunlight in a year. <laughs> And I've got the light right above me. Right the He's got the LED above him. <laughs> like, like legit, like. Oh, Get a shade on it. <laughs> it's uh, that's that's honestly just reflection. Nah. Like I've I've got my own emissive texture. It's it's deeper than that, man. Like honestly, you 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 look you're looking great. And um, thank I'm, you. I'm I'm super happy for you. Um, and I'm really glad we had a chance to catch up because yeah, yeah it's, like, it's been awesome. I I'm guilty of never reaching out to people enough, you know, only when I want a podcast or something. <laughs> I'm the same. Like I'll just I'll just kind of like lurk in the Discord and like I might occasionally pay, post a little bit of cooking that I've done because that's the hobby that I've gotten back into enjoying. Uh, well, the hobby's coming back now. Like it's pretty. Yeah. Or, uh, like if I get five minutes to do a little bit of personal work I'll I'll post something in the in the art channel but like I don't have the time to kind of keep an eye on like the general channel or or anything like that but it's fine man you live you live in life that's what it's all about yeah 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 I just like as long as I can kind of see people like doing all right then I'm happy but yeah if I see someone start to struggle like I'm usually like one of the first people to kind of reach out because I'm just like, you know, you're doing alright and and that kind of thing. Um end up like, oh I haven't heard from you from like the eighty four years and it's like, well I've I've been there. <laughs> like, just just been keeping an eye. Well, but... I'll say this in front of our two listeners. Uh if you <laughs> if you ever need if you ever need anything man like reach out because yeah, yeah, man. You know, yeah, yeah like I said I'm I'm exactly the same. I I'm quite I'm a lurker. And I, mm. I pop my head in time to time, but yeah, just living life how it should be. So yeah, man. Yeah, just you know, enjoy, enjoy life. Enjoy uh, life. Go out, see, see places, do things. Live, laugh, love, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Live, laugh, love. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm 
I'm a bit closer to Middle East than you, so I, I'm like that one year makes a whole difference oh, when mate. approaching 30. Honestly, so, I, like, I've just turned 20, 27, and honestly, like 26 is, sounds close to 25, but the moment you get 27, I'm like, oh, hang nah, on. Nah. Like this. Oh, on my 26th birthday, my nan did me so dirty. So it was in the middle of lockdown. I want to, I can't remember if it was the first or second lockdown, but uh, like the night before I turned 26, she came into my bedroom. Well, no, uh, my office. I was just working away at the computer, and she just looked looked down at me. And she's like, "It's your birthday tomorrow, and you're going to be 26. Now you're not as young as you used to be." I was like, first of all, you didn't need to say it like that." <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, I've just kept humble by by the women in my life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it should be. Oh, they they uh they pass on their uh, the good witches as well. Uh, my nan still asks if you've learned how to fill a bath. Oh fuck! <laughs> Don't expose me like that. We listen. We. Back in back when I was younger, we didn't have baths. Okay, we just spat on ourselves and <laughs> diabolical. I hope they're both doing uh, great. Yeah, yeah, doing great. yeah, they're doing alright. Anyway, I want to thank you for taking the time to chat to me because uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, anytime, yeah, like I said, it's been great. Um, I also want to yeah, say thank lovely. you to everyone that supported the podcast so far. Um, Again, um, lots of supportive messages every week, like people coming to me in the office as well and, and saying how they're enjoying it. And yeah, if you are enjoying it, please um, give it a share, you know, anywhere on X, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Home and Pigeon, what, you know, whatever your preferred platform is, it really, really helps us out. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoy doing this. And I, I, I hope it continues to grow because right now it's growing at a steady rate. Um, mm. And yeah, I just want to thank it up. So thank you everyone for listening. Um, and a big shout out to today's sponsor. Who is today's sponsor? <laughs> I don't I don't have any sponsors yet. <laughs> I'd say shout out to Dan Cave for letting me use his mic. Uh and yeah, Manscaped. I still haven't uh you know, I still haven't heard anything from Man- Manscaped. I am oh. the perfect candidate. I'm hairy as fuck. So Bro, I got one and it changed my life. Oh no, don't listen, don't, don't actually start calling me Manscaped, alright? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, thank you everyone for listening, um, and yeah, you've been, you've been listening to the Game Dev Origins podcast <laughs> with uh, me, Lewis Thompson, and today's guest, James Ward, so thank you everyone for listening, and uh, yeah, chat to you next week, see you later. Yeah, good to